Hey, 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 you're with Ren McQueen. She's a fucking vibe. How are you today? Come on in, come on in. Drive safely if you're driving. For the love of God, please drive safely. There is nothing I can say to you that requires you to take your eyes off that road. And if you're just cruising through your day with your headphones on, jamming and having a listen, um, relax, grab a coffee, grab a wine, whatever the fuck you need. Relax. Shit's just not that bad. Today we want to talk about boundaries and we talk there's so many different facets of boundaries and um, what I want to talk to you today about and before I start this uh, chat let me just let you know that um, this one involves my husband he um, does some shit with him and I have his love and blessing to go forward with this podcast so don't worry about him he's fine he's he's got no fucking shame anyway let's talk about some different boundaries now we've spoken a lot about um confrontation and conflict and things like that and managing your anger and and containing yourself but some of the shit that gets you angry right is other people's bad habits so let's talk (laughs) bad habits i mean we've got heaps of them but so does everyone else Everyone else has some bad habits and we've got to sometimes keep that shit in check. So whether you're talking, I'm talking to you and you, this is going to relate to you in your marriage or relationship or with your kids or your parents or friends, whoever. Whoever this relates to you with, um, roll with that. Get that person in your mind and roll with that because someone is going to flash into your head. Now, I came from a marriage previously where fighting and being in disputes and confrontational there were really no rules we could say anything do anything didn't fucking matter there was no (laughs) there was no boundaries and those arguments were fucking brutal for both of us and um and definitely left an impact uh, for myself, I can't obviously speak for him, but definitely for myself, there were some massive impacts left, and that was because there were no rules of engagement. We tried, <laughs> we tried to practice them, but we were so shit at it. And you know what? By the time we tried to bring in rules of engagement, we were eight, nine, ten years in. It was just too many bad habits, too hard to break. And it wasn't even too hard to break. It was that we just didn't fucking want to. Well, for myself. I, I just didn't want to. And um, nothing gets resolved in that space. Nothing at all gets resolved in that space. So when I started dating my husband now, um, we really <laughs> we really didn't argue. To be honest, um, I can count on one hand the amount of arguments we've had that are worthy of calling an argument. And we've been together coming up, well, actually next month, about 14 years. So that's not anything to scoff at, right? That's like we're averaging, you know, one major argument every few years. And we, we've had little niggles, but we've never had like major arguments above a sort of five in our relationship. And my husband definitely laid down um, rules of engagement from the get-go because I obviously, coming from a marriage that was um, lacking those boundaries, um, took that bad behaviour 
into this relationship and that's really unhealthy. They uh, do not recommend. <laughs> so um, on this walk through all my healing and stuff, my husband has had to literally um, hold my hand and show me the way to a healthier healthier behaviours and, and encourage me to go through this healing stuff. So if, to be honest, anyone that knows my husband knows he is fucking one in a billion he's amazing and I hit the jackpot with this man I really really did so when we first started dating I um this this <laughs> this motherfucker got away with everything right so I had a husband previously that um I felt and let me make this very clear I felt um wasn't that keen on me that didn't really love me a whole lot and um, would rather fight with me than anything else and I felt really neglected I felt incredibly neglected in that relationship so going into a relationship with another man and um, a man that's incredibly kind and incredibly patient and incredibly generous um, that was that was new for me because I'd been on and off with my ex-husband for 10 years so this this was new and um, there was a lot of big adjustments and because he was so kind and so patient and so generous and so loving and just everything I was literally getting, letting him get away with blue murder he would say jump and I would say how high and that was because I was so grateful to have him and I was in a really fucked up headspace. I was in this space where I didn't feel worthy of this man. My self-esteem was shot through the ass. It was gone. It was non-existent. And um, as time got on and I became, you know, a mother again, I we had our own child. And um, it, was, it was a few years after that even. Like, that's how long it took me to kind of get to that space where I was feeling really comfortable, like this man's not going anywhere <laughs> and um, that I started creating some boundaries because I'd started this healing process and I'd started finding who I was I was definitely on that journey of who I am and what I stand for and um, I was a lot calmer than I had been in the past not as calm as I am now um, still could rage out a little bit and to myself and still get angry but definitely changes were happening they were happening. Anyway, the one thing my husband used to do is, um, he doesn't do this now, let me tell you, is when we would have a disagreement, he would not talk to me. I could be walking through my house for days and not be spoken to. And I would make his lunch for work every day, as always, I'd cook dinner and stuff, and um, he wouldn't speak to me. And it's it's really lonely, especially because I was home with a toddler, so adult conversation wasn't happening for me anyway, and um, I was feeling like I was invisible in my own home. And this not talking to me shit had been going on for a few years, and it was infuriating and it was definitely making me angry but most of all it was actually fucking hurting it was hurting my heart I felt invisible I felt like I wasn't worth anything I just felt like you know 
I I could have slipped and smashed my head in the shower and he wouldn't have noticed or cared. He was that disengaged and disconnected from me in those moments. Um, he wouldn't eat dinner that I cooked. He wouldn't um, take his lunch to work. He just wouldn't acknowledge me whatsoever. And it killed me. And I found myself getting into bad habits of, okay, now I have to constantly please him. The thing was, was that whatever we disagreed about, I was trying to stand my ground because I felt I was right. And I did fall in love with this incredible man, but he is incredibly stubborn. It's his way or the highway. And I'd, I'd let him get away with it. I'd let him do this. It was definitely something. I'd created the monster. So I thought, you know what? I am fucking sick and tired of this. So I walked up to him one day and um, I said to him, look, um, I don't do this whole no talking to me thing. And I was pretty, pretty assertive. I said, the fact that you ignore me in our own home and make me feel like nothing, feel invisible, like nothing, like I don't exist, it fucking kills me. It fucking kills me. And he still wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> so I thought, you don't have to talk back, but I'm going to say what I've got to say. And I said to him, in the future, if you've got an issue, because sometimes we weren't even fighting. He would just stop talking to me because he had an issue and I wouldn't know what the fuck it was, right? So I'd say to him, um, and like if we'd had a disagreement, he wouldn't want to finish the argument, like he didn't want to continue, so he'd just not talk. Um, and like I said, this could go on for several days, up to, I think he maxed out at about five or six days. And the other thing that I found, looping back, which pissed me off, is I would get so exhausted and so drained and so tired and so beaten down by being ignored is that I would apologize and I would back down and then I'd get angry with myself because I knew I was backing down and giving him what he wanted so I, I was creating this monster and I decided one day I'd fucking had enough so I just said to him look new rule I don't want you doing this anymore. This is fucking killing me. And he said, this is how I fight. This is how I argue. If you don't like it, tough shit. I went, you know what? This is not going to work for me. So I said to him, honestly, new role. You have 24 hours to talk to me about your shit. If you're upset with me and, you know, you don't want to talk about it and all of that shit, I'm going to give you 24 hours to come to me with your problem. 24 hours of silence while you process and if you haven't come to me within that 24 hour window then I don't fucking care I'm not sorry I don't care I'm not interested because if it's important enough for you to fall silent and it's an important conversation we need to have then you'll make it a priority and you'll talk to me in that 24 hour window if you don't just know don't bother bringing it up with me after that point you are on the clock because I don't fucking care anymore. And if I've done something that's upset you and you haven't brought it to my attention or you're not going to finish this conversation with me within that 24-hour silent window, I don't care. I'm not sorry. End off. And he didn't believe me. <laughs> anyway, so we, we eventually got through whatever the fuck was going on in that situation and 
something else popped up and he did the silent treatment. And um, he, I always make dinner, I always packed his lunch. And I said to him, if you're not going to talk to me, you're not going to talk to me. I, whatever, you've got 24 hours. And I mean it, you have got 24 hours from right now to talk to me about the shit. Otherwise, I'm not interested. Um, anyway, he went to work uh, the next day. He didn't take his lunch as normal. And he came home and I go, you know what? You may not be talking to me. I don't fucking care. But when we argue and when we fight, I don't stop loving you. And I still make your lunch. So if you do not take your lunch when we are not getting along, I'm going to never make your lunch for work again. You can fucking make it yourself. And I was sort of feeling quite empowered. I'm like, fuck, this is great. I'm standing up for myself. Anyway, I made his lunch that night. The next day rolled around. He didn't take it. And he still hadn't spoken to me. I was like, right, that's it. So he came home from work. I'd thrown his lunch in the bin. And I said to him, make your own fucking lunch. You didn't take it. I'm never making your lunch again. Boom. End of story. Don't give a fuck. Now he called me on that bluff. And I went to bed without making this motherfucker's lunch. Because I didn't care. I was pissed. The next night, He'd been to work and back and he came down and he went to try and talk to me about what his issue was. And um, I just squared him up and I go, I don't fucking care. I actually don't care what your issue is. You had your 24 hours. Time's up. Time was up a long time ago. So whatever your issue is, I'm not sorry and I don't fucking care. It's not up for discussion. Don't bring it up again. It's over and done with. You see, we teach people how to engage with us. We teach them how to treat us. And we've, we, we speak about this. And if we're teaching people that it's okay to disrespect us and create a space where we get angry, that's exactly what they're fucking going to do. I was letting this man get away with blue murder. And what I was doing was I was devaluing my self-worth by saying, you can do whatever you want to me because you're a great person and I barely deserve you at best. No, mate. No, no, no. I am a fucking incredible wife. I cook for you. I clean. I raise the kids. I work part time. I was, and I, I am a fucking catch. And you are going to respect me. And he, well, he's done this several times since. You know, like there's been a few times he's pulled the silent treatment and he's tried to come to me well after the twenty four hours. I'm like, I'm not interested. I've told you, I'm not fucking sorry. I don't care. He's recent, like not recently, but a couple of years ago, he completely snapped out of it to the point where he doesn't give me the silent treatment at all. And um, it took a while, but it snapped. It's, I snapped him out of it. And I know it sounds like I'm retraining a child, but the reality is, is I kind of was retraining a grown adult on how to treat me, how to fucking treat me. Anyway. So I didn't make this man's lunches for years. We had a disagreement and he decided not to eat his dinner, right? I went down and he was he was ignoring me, he was in the room. And um, I went down and I said to him, hey, dinner's ready. And he just ignored me. I go, are you eating? And he looked at me and goes, nah. And I was like, right. And I turned around to him and I squared him up. I go, if you don't eat your fucking dinner, I will never cook dinner for you again. And because I'd stood my ground with the first two statements, <laughs> he believed me. 
and he got up and he ate his dinner. He was grumpy and he was pissed off. And it's not about winning, okay? It's about teaching people your boundaries so that you don't get angry, all right? It, that's, that's so important. And I love my husband and he has respected me over all these years. He has, but he had fallen into bad habits where he was doing behaviours that were killing me. I was feeling like shit with all this bullshit, don't talk to me, don't eat the food I prepare, things like that. And we were wasting food, which I am not a fan of, by the way. So it's about stopping and going, fuck, I don't like this behaviour. Fuck, this enrages me. What am I going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? It's the same thing. Like, my, um, my bestie here in Australia... Her and I, we had a falling out for a while. And we didn't fight, we didn't argue, and I'm pretty sure I've said this story before, but she knew my boundaries. She knew when she wanted to step out of the friendship for that time, for the for reasons that are her personal business, when she wanted to step out of the friendship, she knew how to approach me about that. She knew that if she came to me in a respectful manner, that she would leave the door partially open to come back. Because she knew the boundaries enough to know what would shut that door permanently and didn't go there. Because the reality is, in that scenario, neither of us were wrong. It just wasn't a good time to be friends at that moment. So teaching people how to treat you is really, really fucking important. And if you are sitting there dealing with behaviours that you don't like, then do something about it. Stand up for yourself and do something about it because you're just creating resentment you're just creating bitterness and you're creating anger and you're allowing people to step all over you and the more people that step all over you and the more people that start shit with you and make you feel like crap the angrier you are going to get we're trying to deal with old rage we're trying to deal with the old anger the shit that's been sitting there for a long time we don't need to be creating new stuff to be angry about And a lot of these behaviours, they can be changed and they can be turned around. They're not deal breakers. Don't run away from people. Give them a shot. Like, this shit was not worth losing my husband over. I wasn't going to walk away from my husband. But I sure as shit was not tolerating that behaviour. I mean, he had quite clearly put some ground rules in place when we started dating. And I adhered to them. As much as I didn't like them, I stuck with them. And it took me a while to adjust. But that's respect. Trying and, and, and that, that's respect. And so when I came in and I said, you know what? I know we're a few years into this relationship, but I have boundaries too and you are fucking crawling all over them, stomping on them and the shit is hurting my heart. That's when shit changed for our relationship. Because he saw me in a different light. I gave him a reason to respect me. I stand for something. I have always stood for something. But instead of standing there and saying, this is how it's going to be because this is how I deserve to be treated and and really stand up, I was getting stood on. Because I wasn't requiring another person to do something. And there's a difference between, you know, commanding respect and demanding respect. Commanding respect is by standing standing in your space and 
standing for up for what you believe in, speaking your truth and living your truth. And then there's demanding it by saying, you will fucking respect me because I fucking put a roof over you or I fucking do this or I do that. That's different. You know, it's the same raising young adults with my kids. It was like, I command respect from my kids for what I do for them. I move heaven and earth for my kids. I commanded the respect from them because of what I did for them as a human being, as their mother, above and beyond what I was required to do. Even the baseline of being a parent covering the food, shelter and clothing, you know, that still deserves and commands respect. Standing there saying, you'll respect me because I'm your fucking mother. Oh, that was getting me nowhere. And that will get you nowhere. (laughs) So respecting yourself and creating boundaries and saying, you know, this behaviour you're presenting, I have put up with for eight years and I'm not going to fucking put up with it anymore. That's you you can do that. You can say, I'm not I'm not tolerating this shit anymore. I'm not tolerating from a friend being told to meet me for lunch at 12.30 and then they don't turn up six or seven times in a row. And they have some bullshit excuse of why. So you know what? When you do that, it pisses me off. I actually had this scenario. It's um with a with a girlfriend. I don't uh speak with her anymore. Um, you know, people come and go from your life, but this girlfriend, she would ring me and say, hey, what are you doing? I'll be like, oh, not much, just fucking around, you know. she would go, oh, look, get ready, and I will pick you up and we'll go for lunch. My treat. Okay. So I would shower, get dressed, make sure I was ready, get my toddler ready, and get ready to go out for lunch, and I'd get a phone call, like, five minutes before she was supposed to be there, and she'd say, oh, sorry, I can't make it now, something's come up. Alright, she did this three times to me, and three times something came up, and the something that came up wasn't work, it was a better offer, right, so I got fucking sick and tired of it, she rang me, and she said, oh get ready, blah blah blah, same scenario, and I was like, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't get ready, because I'm like, well, you know, are you fucking kidding, she, t- she actually turned up that day, <laughs> she was like, why aren't you ready? I said, why the fuck would I be ready? You ring me the last three times and say the same thing and then you don't fucking turn up. So why would I go out of my way to get ready for you when you never turn up? You know, it's it's like, that that's not right. So I'm. she said, well, I still want to go for lunch. I said, that's great. But I made her stand in my house and wait for me. You will now wait for me because my time is fucking important. Don't. Come at me with your shit's more important than mine. And we went out for lunch and we had a great lunch and it was fine. But that never happened again. That never happened again. And because I made a stand. I made a stand. Of you're not going to fucking do this to me. So when you're dealing with people and shitty behaviours, understand you're in full control here. You can change the behaviour by standing up for yourself. Because that shit's not okay. People treating you this way, that's not okay. And it makes you angry. I know it pissed me off. I was pissed off six shades of Sunday. But that's that's just how the cookie was crumbling at the time. And I'm not putting up with that shit anymore, you know. So she got a hell of a fright. And it's 
it's the same scenario. I've got to, you know, when people are late all the time, it's like, well, why would I be fucking ready when you're never ready on time? It's a respect thing. Your time is not more important than my time. We are all on the motherfucking clock here. So stop allowing people to treat you any kind of way for whatever reason that you're allowing it. The reason doesn't even matter. Intervening now and stopping the shitty behaviour that is hurting you and making you angry is, is the key. Because healing is incredibly messy. It is and it's it's messy. It looks ugly. I mean, a couple of days ago I um I'm waiting for the my manuscript to come back from the editor so I can read it and it's been quite overwhelming because I am um I'm reliving some shit in this book and I haven't actually read the book from start to finish. I was waiting till it was edited. And so I've been a bit of an emotional wreck and I'm getting triggered quite easily over dumb shit and it was late at night and I found myself on the bottom of, you know, I'm, I'm against the fucking ensuite door, I'm on the floor, I'm bawling and I get up, I had this huge crying fest, I was just a fucking mess and my headphones in, I was listening to, um, I actually think I was listening to Nelly of all things to have a fucking cry do, right? But he has some songs worthy of a cry. Let me just say, I got up and I looked in the mirror and I thought, fuck, you have aged like 10 years from that big fuck off crying session. And I got like a cold, um, I got a face washer and I put it under cold water and I put on my eyes and everything started, all the swelling and puffiness started coming down. And But healing's messy and ongoing. You're not a mess the whole time. But when you are going through it, it is messy. So if we can contain how much mess we've got to clean up by standing up for ourselves and saying, you know, hey, this behaviour that you present is shitty and I don't like it and it's going to stop, it's really important because it's one less mess you've got to deal with on the daily. These are just little things. And those little things that trigger us turn into huge, huge things, you know, and then we start dragging up old shitty past crap that doesn't matter, you know, or that actually does matter, but our focus is all on this tiny little thing, but all these, this, this huge monster's coming over you, and you just, you're so overwhelmed, and then the, the end of it is always you end up crying, you end up messy and there's nothing wrong with crying and there's nothing wrong with having your face all fucked up and all swollen and snot shit falling out your nose and all of that. There is nothing wrong with that. That is good. You release. But messy, messy, messy healing gets results. Teaching people how to treat you. Going into that ugly space with people sometimes. And you don't have to come at people ugly you know, you can come at people and just say, hey, this is how it's going to be. Firm, to the point, boom, done. You don't have to be long-winded. You don't have to be yelling, raising your voice. Firm, low tone, boom, this is what's happening. But if you're going to do this, and I really, really, really hope you do, I'm really encouraging you because I know you fucking can,
You have got to follow through. You have got to follow through. Because if you don't follow through, you are full of shit and nothing's going to change. And they know that. So don't, don't go to that space. Don't be that person that goes, ba ba ba. I don't like it. This is what's going to happen. And then when shit hits the fan, you don't follow through. Because you will never get the result. Healing is a lot of work and it's a lot of outside of your comfort zone stuff and it's a lot of standing up for yourself and it's a lot of doing new shit, stuff you've wanted to do but haven't had the balls to do and that's okay. That's healing. Healing is such a multifaceted thing but what we're trying to do is, is get rid of all this rage and anger so that we can focus on the emotional shit. And like I've said to my husband, I will not, I will not be fucking made to feel invisible in my own home. That is not going to happen anymore. And it does not happen anymore. And I'm so proud of us for that. I'm proud of me for standing up for myself. I'm proud of him for for rising to it. Because that was a real bad habit that I think he has had in other relationships before me. Because I'm I'm madly in love with a mama's boy, don't well not a mama's boy, but he requires a certain amount of pandering my husband and I love pandering him, so that's okay. And if I don't fucking want to, I just don't. But create some boundaries, figure out what a deal break is for you at this point. What is it that's pissing you off and you wanna change? And if people aren't gonna change that behaviour, do you have a plan? Like, is this going to be something that makes you walk away from a person? Is the behaviour, you know, are you standing that staunch with it? Or is this something that you can live with? I mean, for me, I just made it a deal breaker (laughs) straight up because of how I was feeling emotionally, how I was being made to feel. Um, As a human being, I wasn't feeling like I was worthy and I'm not tolerating that shit. So if you're going to keep that behaviour up, you're out the fucking door, mate. So, I uh, and, you know, like I've, I've said to people in the past, let me want you around, not need you. Want, I want you. I, you know, I said to my husband, I, I want you. I don't need you. I want you. It's different. So, have a think about it. And you'll know what I'm talking about. You're going to go through your week and something's going to pop up and you're going to be like, fuck, that's it. I'm going to fucking make a stand. And do it. Make a stand. Follow through. Because shit doesn't always have to be hard. You are in full fucking control if you allow yourself to be. Don't let people, especially people that tell you every day that they love you, treat you any kind of way you don't like. That's not going to be something that we do. All right, so... Make sure that you are sticking to your guns. Life's too short to be treated like shit and made to be feeling invisible or like you don't have a voice. I'm telling you that right now. So, I know, I know when you were listening to this one, you were thinking in your head, fuck, I know, I know the person that does this shit to me and I'm going to make it stop. So, go out there, kill your fucking week because it is Monday, if you're listening 
I mean, that's this this podcast is released on Monday, but kill your week. Go out there, make big changes, make shit happen, and just know you're fucking worth it, man. You're worth it. You're so fucking worth it. And I hope that you listened last week and you did something amazing for yourself. You rewarded yourself for all that hard work and all those those little tiny changes. And that's all it is. These are little tiny changes to change your mindset and to change your behaviours so that you can be less angry and just fucking live your life lighter, feeling more free. Alright guys, you're with Rem McQueen, she's a fucking vibe and don't forget you've got thousands, thousands of reasons to be angry but not one fucking reason to stay that way. Have a great one.